This Q&A is brought to you by the Centre for ADHD Awareness Canada, also known as CADAC. CADAC is a Canadian national charity organization dedicated to improving the lives of those with ADHD through ADHD awareness, education, and advocacy. We are pleased to be offering this Q&A at no cost as we respond to the needs of our community during the COVID-19 crisis. CADAC is the only national nonprofit that focuses solely on ADHD. And if you're in a position to give, we would greatly appreciate a donation of any size to support this work. You can make your gift by going to kadak.ca backslash ADHD backslash donate now. Our expert today is Anik Vincent. Anik joins us from Clinique Focus in Quebec. Dr. Vincent is one of the founders of Clinique Focus, a clinic dedicated to ADHD assessment, diagnosis, and treatment in Quebec City. Dr. Vincent works as a physician psychiatrist treating teenagers and adults with ADHD. In 2006, Dr. Vincent joined the board of directors of the Canadian ADHD Resource Alliance, also known as CADRA, where she helped develop the Canadian ADHD practice guidelines for physicians. Dr. Vincent is highly active in continuous medical education. She is also an associate professor at Laval University and has given many lectures and talks on ADHD, as well as published articles in various medical and scientific journals. Thanks for joining us today, Anique. Our first question today is around medication. We've actually had a few questions around medication. Um, some people are interested in uh, either changing their dose or coming on and off medication during the pandemic while they're in isolation. Can you speak a little bit um, to that decision-making process and give people things to consider as they're making those decisions? Yeah, but well, first we have to understand why someone is taking medication for ADHD. So as you know, ADHD stands for Attention Deficit and Hyperactivity Disorder. And um, we know that in the way the brain is working when you have ADHD, it's difficult to self-modulate. You may have difficulty to attend, you may be more hyperactive, impulsive, and those symptoms may have impacts in your life. And usually first step would be first that you know that you have ADHD, understand what is beyond the symptoms, and then look at how can you adapt, adapt to the situation or adapt to the situation um, change the way you're doing, uh, take care of your, of your brain, <laughs> you know, all those things. And sometimes some people will, you know, for that, it will, won't be enough. The burden to compensate will be too much, too much energy, too much time, or it won't work, or it won't work enough. And that's when medication, uh, that's where, well, that's the place for medication. So some people may decide that they will take a medication to be able to better attend, let's say at school or uh, during uh, at work, but also may need to better attend when you're driving your bicycle or driving your car, uh, may, being able to better attend when you have a conversation, when you, when you read, when you, you're at a movie. Um, so there's a lot of situations where ADHD may impair your life. Uh, we also know that having ADHD increases your risk to have accidents, uh, to have uh, difficulty in your relationships, 
So it is important to understand that ADHD is not a school-based disorder or work-based disorder. So saying that, uh, we have people right now, because of the epidemic, uh, they are diagnosed, just being diagnosed with ADHD. They don't know how to adjust the medication because they're not in, the, in their normal environment. Well, at least first thing is, you have to understand why you're taking your medi medication. What, it, what are the targets? Is it to be able to better attend? How can I measure that in my own situation right now? Um, and then, how do I, do I adjust? Uh, so when we adjust medication, usually what we do is we use a questionnaire with the list of symptoms of ADHD. And we also list uh, you know, the symptoms that you may have because you have side effects and you have to balance that. On one way, you wanna increase the efficacy of uh, whatever you want you know, the target and not having to pay too much in side effects. So if you want to have access to those questionnaires, there's a, a CADRA, C-A-D-D-R-A dot C-A. Uh, there are the e-tool, uh, the, e the questionnaires that are there. You can use them. It's free and everybody can have access to it. And there's also a questionnaire to measure the effect of the, uh, the medication. So when you are on a medication for ADHD, you want to measure you know, how much the symptoms are reduced and at what cost. Those are the side effects. So let's say you have a, a teenager. She's been diagnosed with ADHD. She knows she has ADHD. Right now, because of the COVID situation, she's not at school, but she is at school at home. So she may be able to better organize her environment to be less distracted. Being able, when she is in her room doing her e-learning, it may be easier for her than when she's in a classroom. So maybe for that girl, right now, she doesn't need that medication. But later on, she may need it when the situation will be different, when the environment will be different. So if she decides to stop and then restart, it's important that, um, her and her family would discuss that with um, either the, the doctor or the pharmacist who is involved in the, uh, in the care so that she's not starting over right away to the dose that was you know, the initial dose. It may be too much a step. It may be the dose that she needs, but it may be too much a step, so you will have a cost of side effects if she does that. Um, stop and go. Some people, you know, with or without the COVID situation, do that with their medication. They take it during weekdays, don't take it during weekends. For some people it's good, for some it's not. Uh, it's important, again, to remember where you're taking your medication. It's a, it's, if it's to be able to better attend, you know, if you're driving, if you're doing other things that you may need, you know, my eyeglasses, they are not just for weekdays. <laughs> so you have to, to, to decide. It may be more different, difficult right now to adjust if you're new um, to the ADHD world, because if you're just being diagnosed, you don't know, you, you may not have 
all the information about what is ADHD, what are the side effects of medication, why you would take medication. There are a lot of tutorials uh, or um, e-learning programs online that you can go to. Uh, there's a lot of, there are also books that you can go to. Uh, there are group support that you may have access to, maybe a Zoom sessions or that you can, uh, you can ask. Great, thank you. Uh, we did get a question from one person and they said, my son with ADHD will not stop eating. What should I do? Um, so I, I suppose that folks are having trouble at this time, maybe with impulse control. Uh, so if you could talk maybe a little bit to that. Well, we don't know why right now that person is eating so much. Uh, is it, is this boy growing, you know, is it right now? Is it because he was taking medication that he's not taking anymore and it is, he was having side effects, you know, that would reduce his appetite? I don't know because we don't have that information. Some people, you know, eat more when they have nothing to do, when they're bored. Um, so if it's the case, you know, increase the activities that are interesting, that are stimulating, uh, that will be more stimulating than the fridge. <laughs> that would be one, one thing to do. Um, some people have uh, what we call hyperphagia. And um, it's a disorder that you have impulse control for eating. And we know that medication for ADHD can also, some medication for ADHD can also reduce the symptoms for that. So I don't know for that board if that's the situation, but if it is, it may be uh, important to be treated for it. Um, one thing that we know is if you have ADHD, it's really, really important to, you know, have routines in your life, to have a good, healthy lifestyle. And we also know that it's very difficult to do it when you have ADHD. So my first uh, recommendation will be to install those routines if they're, they're not there or, you know, um, improve them. Um, add some stimulating things to do that are not related to eating. And uh, if it's really that hungry, maybe what you could do is examine what is eating. Is it, you know, things that are good for your, for, for your body and your mind and uh, increase maybe the protein contents decrease the carbohydrates and uh, have regular meals at regular times and maybe some snacks in between. Again, healthy snacks. That's great. So it sounds like kind of looking at what is maybe causing the eating and then looking at structuring the eating essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that brings us really well into our next question, which is, you know, what would a good structured day look like for an ADHD household during COVID-19, um, perhaps considering that parents themselves may be struggling with ADHD at this time as well. Yeah, I, one thing that's, you know, if you're confined within the home, it's way different in, than if you have some of your family confined in the home and one of the, uh, or the par uh, some parents have to go to work within that, that situation. And some parents also are working from the home, um, you know, e-working, I would say. <laughs> um, and that's really difficult because you have to do, you know, two things at the same time. It's, it's very destructuring. 
So again, you know, routines are the key. If, if, or, if you organize your day and you look at all the tasks that you have to do and think of what is a task. A task is something that you need to do to answer a need. Is it to relax, feed, sleep? Uh, is it the need that, let's say you have to work? Uh, is it the need that you have to learn something? Uh, you have to take care of yourself? So all, all those tasks, you have to organize them in a way that will, it will be easier for you. So first you may decide to make a list of all those things that you wanna do within the day. Be sure to include things that are good for you also, not just things that you have to do because it has to be done. You know, taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, um, taking care of your sleep, um, good eating, having fun together should be, you know, in that list. So if you could in install a routine where you have a regular hour that, you know, you wake up, same thing for sleeping time. Uh, when will you eat? When you, you will have the snacks? What kind of activities? Learning activities. If it's something that is boring, how can you increase, you know, the, the fun factor? Um, make sure that you also have free moments. And you can't have free, should have free moments. It's really important to learn, you know, to be able to just do nothing and do nothing just for fun. Um, if you have ADHD and if you don't have ADHD, physical activities should be, you know, in your day. Um, if you're stuck in front of your computer because you're teleworking, at least, you know, make some movements, uh, stop every hour, move a little bit, go back. Um, try to find ways, even if you're confined in the home, to uh, have contacts with your friends and family. And uh, remember, have time to have fun and to be together. Great. Our next question is, I find myself getting very frustrated and anxious waiting in lineups around town. Do you have any advice on how I can keep my cool? Well, I know a lot of people who have ADHD with an H. And when you have the H, waiting is a struggle. So when you, you were saying waiting in a line, you know, uh, this may be something, you know, before the COVID situation, I had patients, you know, who would not go to, um, uh, to the, uh, the grocery at a certain time because waiting was too much for them. So right now, there's no time. There's no specific, there are times that are better but there's no time, you know, usually you will, you will have to wait. You will have to wait to get in. You will have to wait while you're there. You will have to wait until the person will be within, you know, the, far enough that you can move. So waiting is something that is uh, a struggle right now for a lot of people. So what you could do, at least put together in a list what you have to buy. And make sure that you, if you are to be waiting, at least you wait for something, you know, worth, worth waiting for that. So 
remember that before you go there, you, you know that you will have to wait. So if you're fidgeting, if you have, if you need something, let's say to fidget with your hands, or if you, if you think that if you bring a book with you, it will be easier to wait, you know, think of the waiting, plan your waiting. That would be something. While you are waiting, if you're fidgety, uh, you could at least move a little bit. You can do some exercise, you know, while you're waiting. Um, if it is something that is more um, un uncomfortable, you would say, waiting for you, emotions go up. You don't have to wait until the wave is that high to start to anchor yourself. Um, you can, you know, anchor yourself on your, on your breathing, breathing in and breathing out and just focusing on that. Um, you can bring music, you know, you can, if you have your AirPods or things like that. So kind of plan your waiting. And if the emotions is, is too overwhelming, you know, bring with you, you your usual tools that help you calm, calm yourself. That will be my advice. Great. Our next question is, I have a lot of anxiety related to COVID-19. I'm worried about my job, finances, my kids, my parents. How do I keep from falling apart? That's a difficult one. You know, the, the COVID situation right now may be very stressful for a lot of people. And there are some things that you cannot control. I cannot control the COVID situation. I would wish that, it would, that I could, but I cannot. I cannot control if I have or not a job. There are things though that I, can, I do have control on. So I would say, if you could focus on those, what you can do, what you, uh, let's say you, you focus on, I don't wanna be I don't want to be sick. I don't, I don't want my family to be sick. Okay, what can we do about that? Where do we have control? We do have control. You know, um, I, I don't think there's that one human right now that doesn't know that we have to wash our hands. <laughs> but we have to remember it. And if you have an ADHD family, that's a struggle, you know. So how about we put some, you know, drawings in the house or things that you, we help us remember and um, put things in a way that it will be easier when you come home, have right away something that you can wash your hands with, wash your phone, you know, this is, and all the things that you, you, you touch. Um, put together the, the things that uh, you need to do that and help your family remember. So that is one thing that you can do. Um, if you're afraid that you may lose your job, you don't have any control over that. You, you try to be your best to do that, but you don't have any control on that. So if the anxiety is too much on things that you don't have control on it, that's where it's important to know some tips on how to, you can anchor yourself. When the anxiety is too high, how can you anchor yourself? Uh, you can anchor yourself on breathing. You know, it's a good thing. You, everywhere you are, you can breathe in and breathe out. That's good. So you could try that. 
some people say, you know, when I do that, I'm not able to control my thinking, my thoughts. That's normal. Okay? You cannot control what you're thinking of. You can direct your attention, but there are some things that you will bring, you will pop up. What if, what if, what if, what if? But you, you can control how much attention you put to that noise and bring back your attention on what you want to pay your attention to. So that, that is one thing. Um, one thing that you can also do when you wake up in the morning, focus on what are the strengths that you have. What are the positive aspects or positive strengths of those who are related to you? Make a list of those. And in the morning, try to remember five strengths that you have. And maybe three things that are not because of you, but people around you or the situation that are good. And when you go back to bed, try to remember those again. So, so that's, that's one thing. And remember, when something is very, very um, difficult, your body and your mind will send you messages, you know, that, oh, no, this is too much. And you have to be able to read those messages. I'm just... So, you know, when, when, when your brain and your body are both healthy, not anxious, you feel relaxed, you have fun, you're able to sleep. So everything is okay. The more you get anxious, the more this, this gets away from you. Uh, you have difficulty with, you, with your mood, you're more anxious. Your sleep is just maybe more disturbed. You have difficulty with your appetite. Uh, your concentration, your attention, you know, goes down. Your energy level will go down. If you are experiencing that, this is a, hey, 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 red flag. Okay, slow down, take care of yourself, identify what makes you that way. But if you're not able to do that and it gets more and more, it's important that you get help. You can get help maybe from people that you know you best, that could be friends, family, but there's also help outside of your circle. And don't hesitate to consult. That's great, a lot of helpful uh, tips and strategies in there, thank you. Our last question is, with so much time on my hands, my online shopping has increased significantly. How can I keep from making impulsive purchases? Too much time and not enough thing to do. And then you buy. Why? So some people, you know, go and impulsively buy uh, when they're bored, when they, their emotion level is kind of muddy, I would say. Um, some have impulsive buying because it's, oh, wow, look at that. It's great. And it's not because they're, they're bored. It's more there. It's, it's a stimulation. Buying is a stimulation. So you have to identify why you're buying first, I would say. And then identify um, the factors that makes you lack the self-control on your buying. Uh, is it because you're tired, bored? You have neg negative feelings 
well, work on that. Um, if you are, you know, in a situation is kind of dangerous for buying too much, you know, you 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 had a budget and now you boosted your your budget. Um, and you have to reflect on yourself. You know, should I go online at all, or when I go online, should I go there? So how can I self-manage? If you have ADHD and impulsivity is, you know, a, a struggle for you, and if you are taking medication for your ADHD and it, improve, it improves your impulse control, uh, well, at least take your meds. And if you, the, meds is, the meds are working and you have to go online for, to do some things, well, maybe you could go online while you have better uh, impulse control. And some people also, you know, they're, they have less impulse control when their brain is fatigued, tired, bored, and then identify that. And how can you improve, you know, your, the, care, the care that you have for your brain? Uh, improve your sleep, improve your, your routines, uh, add some uh, color and fun in the day instead of going online all those times. That's great. I think uh, being able to identify those sort of dangerous times mm -hmm. uh, would be really helpful because we do know that a lot of uh, folks will use certain uh, site management tools so they can block certain sites. Uh, so I think that would be a helpful integration into um, thinking about what times of day am I sort of most at risk of that impulse purchase and setting up those website stops. That's great. Thank you so much uh, for all of your wisdom and tips and strategies for our community. This is a really difficult time uh, for everyone. And we know that there are special challenges for those living with ADHD. So we really appreciate you taking the time to answer these questions. If I may? Yes, please do. Please, during that time, take the time to re review your own strengths mm -hmm. and those around of, of your family and those who are around you you're not alone in that you may feel like you are alone you know there there's an expression we're all in the same boat i would say no we're not in the same boat we're a lot of boats in the same storm but you're the captain of your boat okay. so be the captain <laughs>